It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. No one is, 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 is more locked From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Well, I would just like to apologize for, in the preview episode, saying that this was a weak slate, Pony. What a wild week two of the NFL we just experienced. What's up, buddy? Well, I think people are finding out more about Danny Parkins. There's the Kansas City audience. There's the Chicago audience. There's the national audience from your time on CBS Sports Radio. But we're broadening our horizons, and people are finding out, Danny, that when you predict something, the opposite almost always happens. And that has followed you, this kiss of death, for now more than a decade in radio. And I should have known better when you said this week two slate was the worst you'd ever seen, that we would actually have one of the best Sundays of the season. So, God, par for the course. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. It was, I mean, it was stupid at times. Like, some, some of the games made no sense. We'll get into the details. Like some of the coaches, I I'm going to expand on my list of coaches who should be fired. Like it's it it wasn't always like high level football. I thought the the four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Central slate, like sixty percent of those games, I would classify as stupid. But regardless, uh, it's first and pod. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, subscribe, rate, review. We record this the second that Sunday night football goes live we've been neglecting our families all day watching all the nfl i actually had the in-laws over and they watched the games with us so i didn't neglect anybody i just sucked them into our vortex and they played along today yeah i manipulated them yeah good good into thinking i wanted to spend quality time but it was really just prepping for the show (laughs) yeah that's that's beautiful so all right well so we'll, we'll start with sunday night football uh this was about what we expected, right? Like the bears were a plucky team. They they're, they're still playing hard for the new coach, but they just don't have the talent and the Packers inexplicably got away from their offensive strength last week in Jones and Dylan. And they dominated the bears front seven. Like this, this was maybe the most like two script game of the entire day. The one we just ended on. Yeah, I would agree. 
I think Aaron Rodgers, unlike some of these other quarterbacks, is okay with playing second fiddle and going to the passenger seat at times and just relying on the run game. Aaron Jones was the Packers MVP in this game, and Rodgers was fine with being kind of just a fan of that, just watching and admiring what he was doing. I give him credit. He just played a smart, pretty buttoned-up game, which he's done against the Bears going back to when he became a starter uh, in 2008 after Favre retired. So I think that's the A1 story there. You know, LaFleur's never lost two games in a row. You know, overall, Rodgers' dominance 20-3 and three in his last 23 starts against the Bears. So he does own them, in fact. And I think on your side, Danny, if I was doing your show Monday, uh, it's like, you know, this this crap that Mike Martz put out there about fields and what he sees in fields. 71 passing yards. What is that? I mean, that's not NFL offensive football. That's under 100 passing yards in a 60-minute game, and the guy didn't get injured or leave the game? That's unheard of. Yeah, I mean, he he had nine pass attempts, like, in real time, you know, and then he had the the interception late when they're forcing the ball down the field. Look, um, and Montgomery played well, and they ran the ball. Look at the numbers. Pretty good, but still, he's your first-round I mean, pick. I, I, the guy's I, I, got I an unbelievable arm. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's unforgivable. I mean, the, the Bears have seven receptions by wide receivers through two games like that that doesn't make any sense and we we knew it was bad uh but darnell mooney's supposed to be good and i've been like the president of the darnell mooney fan club so i'm going to definitely have to wear that on the show tomorrow i i still think he's going to be fine i i think it's an issue of pass protection i think he doesn't trust the offensive line to pass protect i i think because it doesn't i mean his pedigree is not one of being overly dominant with the run game, and they have to evaluate what Fields is. And so I feel like week one, Monsoon, week two, on the road, night game, loud environment. Like, I'm willing to give him a couple of more weeks. Like, it's it's Texans and Giants coming up. So it should get easier in terms of opponent pass rush, yeah. uh, crowd conditions, all of that stuff. Uh, but it's it's definitely concerning, and the running game working was was a part of it. Uh, one just one more thing on the Packers because I think we're still trying to figure out like who the class of the NFC is. Obviously, we're only two weeks into this. Like Sammy Watkins was good today, but neither Dobbs nor Watson really showed much. They they're going to be able to only go so far if Rodgers doesn't have someone that they can look to. Do you think they're going to be in the Odell Beckham market? Like, or do you think that over the course of the season, Lazard will get into the mix? Because he was like two catches today. He he needs a number one receiver. And I where's his next watch- recruiting visit? He did New Orleans today. He did LA in week one. I guess he's just jumping across all these NFL cities uh, before he signs and gets over that knee injury. I agree with you. I think that it would have been an R E L A X game if somebody stepped up at receiver for Green Bay. But when you see Sammy Watkins, 93 yards, that doesn't alleviate those concerns. Lazard had two catches. I know one of them was a touchdown, but I don't think he's the answer. And the rookies have been largely quiet. So hell yeah, they got to be in the market. Wide receivers get traded in season. Emmanuel Sanders went to San Francisco and helped them get to a Super Bowl. Randy Moss was traded in season. Those guys move in season. If Green Bay doesn't trade for a wide receiver, then to me, they're not in it to win it. 
Yeah, they, they still have like a little time, obviously, to figure it out if any of those guys are going to step up. But like Lazard did not look special coming off the ankle injury. They just he clearly still doesn't have a one, and you can't rely on Sammy Watkins for 17 games in the playoffs. All right, let's get to the games uh, over the course of the day. Clearly, the biggest story of the day is Trey Lance being out for the season in San Francisco. Did you see enough to say that it's blessing in disguise and they're better off with Jimmy G? No, because they know what their ceiling is with Garoppolo offensively. The whole point of going to Lance and trading three first-round picks for him was because you thought, rightfully, I will add, that as long as he's your quarterback, there's only so far you can go with him. So now the huge ceiling for the 49ers, in my opinion, isn't there. Now they have a higher floor. Garoppolo is going to play competent football for the most part. He came in, directed a touchdown drive. He had that sneak at the end of the game where he went crazy and acted like he had just won the Super Bowl because I guess he's pissed at everybody there. But no, I don't think Lance, were, were there going to be growing pains in bad games? Yeah, but you, you're living with that because you think the dual threat ability of Trey Lance is going to take you to the next level. And now that's not going to happen for San Francisco, Danny. Yeah, I, I think the exact same thing. And it really complicates things in the offseason because like you'll obviously go back to Lance but now this guy will have been like three years since he played a full season of football yeah by the time next year comes around and you're just gonna have no idea if he's good or not and you're gonna because of what you gave up you're gonna be so committed to him now I do think the NFC looks horrible so it wouldn't (laughs) surprise me if like they actually won the NFC and their ceiling somehow raised with Garoppolo, even if he didn't get any better just because everyone else came back to the pack. So I think in the very short term, they might be okay. But you mentioned Mike Martz. He was even harsher on Trey Lance. Lance. He, came on, he came on my show and said he could see 100 starts out of Trey Lance and he'll never be a player. Like, made me want to root for the kid. I just I just felt bad for him. Uh, that was just such a tough spot. It's, and then... We don't know yet, obviously, how bad the injury is. Shanahan said season-ending ankle surgery, but like he's a huge dude who relies on athleticism. Like you hope he doesn't lose a step, and this has career ramifications for him. And all of a sudden, it's held against him going forward. And then Seattle, I was thinking of you, man. <laughs> like I told we, you, we, we we week one was their Super Bowl. Like Seattle is who we thought they were. They they look top five pick ready today. There's not a lot there. Yeah, Geno Smith was under 200 yards. He looked like Geno. He threw an interception. Their only scores because of a special teams play. Seattle, and then Carroll's first comment after the game was like, we did not have a lot of time. You know, this was a tough, basically exactly what I told you, that they had put all their eggs in the basket of beating Russell Wilson and had nothing left for this game. Danny, I'm loving it in Pittsburgh. It was a tough day for the Steelers, but I got to watch two AFC North teams choke and I'm not sure which choke job was worse. We'll get to the Browns later. But how did the friggin' Ravens lose? I, I was no I had checked out on that game completely. And because Sunday ticket is a disaster, I had given up on that. So I was just going with my local affiliate football today like it was 1994. <laughs> and the Steelers game ended and they took me to Baltimore where it was fucking tied at 35. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a second here. Okay, so I was feeling for all you Sunday ticketers out there. I I was multiple screens and, and red zone, so I, I was good. But 
Jackson had a 79-yard touchdown run. They go up. Th- it's like a coronation. They go up three scores, and then it's tied, and then they dude, lose. Dude, Lamar Lamar looks like the MVP today. This was this was not on Lamar. Well, that's not what Tua's stat line would tell you, but continue. Well, okay, yeah, no, no, fair, fair enough. But but Tua's stat line, I, I mean, good for Tua because he's caught a lot of shit. He was underthrowing Tyreek Hill on multiple of those balls. Tyreek's just waiting under it like it's a punt. And there yep. isn't a Ravens secondary player within five yards of him. They, yep. How, how many times, like on the 60-yarder that gave the Dolphins the lead, to, the one to Tyreek Hill, the cornerback for the Ravens just stood there. And they're like, well, he must have thought he had safety help over the top. I'm not sure what defense exists where you don't run with Tyreek Hill. Like safety is supposed to be help. It's not just like let me pass off to the safety. Like it was, it was insane. Like it, there were so many busted coverages for the Ravens. They completely choked. It was ridiculous. But I gotta say, man, like six touchdowns and four hundred sixty something yards for Tua with Waddle and Hill, who we talked about it them being maybe the best duo of wide receivers in the NFL already. Like it's the type of game and stat line that's going to probably buy Tua some job security beyond this year. Mike McDaniel and that team, they look like they might be the highest-scoring offense in the NFL this year. They're incredible. Well, they've got the weapons. It all comes down to Tua. I've always been a Tua guy. I don't think he should have played his rookie year, more so because of the hip injury. It was a sophisticated, complicated thing. He got rushed in there. He looked bad. It got held against him. He went back in late last year. The team played better with him. And they got him a better offensive coach and better weapons. So that's why I've been a big fan of his and a believer. That's why I picked the Dolphins to win the division before the year started. The, the thing about Baltimore that is so confounding as someone that watches them all the time because I'm in Pittsburgh, their secondary is always their bread and butter. I mean, they always have great corners and safeties. And, and Peters got, was there today. Yeah, Peters played. Humphreys played. Uh, I think Marcus Williams, who came over from New Orleans, uh, two games in, looks like a like a, like a, like a lemon, like they want their money back. And then sometimes the Ravens, they have a reputation. Every time they make a pick, everybody on draft, all these draft experts kiss their ass. Like they've got every answer because it's funny. They usually just go by the consensus highest ranked player. So everybody just, you know, it's confirmation bias for all these draft pricks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And Kyle Hamilton looks like he blows. I mean, there's a reason, dude, there's a reason why he started as like, oh my God, is he going to be a safety that goes with the number two pick in the draft? And he fell into the teens. And when Baltimore took him, 
it's over Jordan Davis, mind you. Everybody yeah. went crazy, and he looked bad in training camp. He didn't play better in the preseason, and he's out there getting beaten like a drum today on these long plays. So, you know, sometimes these guys drop in the draft for a reason, I guess is the moral of the story. Yeah, the, the blown coverages were ridiculous. I thought that was more the story there. Um, okay, Cincy and Dallas. <laughs> the the AFC champs are 0-2, Pony. And First time since 99 that's happened. Yeah, that an AFC well, champion has started 0-2 since the year after Elway retired. And Bubby Brister was the quarterback for the Broncos or whatever. Brian Greasy. So, so, so they lose to Cooper Rush. This game baffled me on a number of levels, but mainly with how the public treated it. they The Bengals, since he minus seven, was the second most commonly picked line in the Circa Picks contest. I told you who to bet on. I told you to take the Cowboys. I was all over I, them today. Yeah, I, dude, I wanted nothing to do with Cincy. Since, since when can you be a team that can't protect your quarterback, go on the road against Micah Parsons and lay a touchdown? I mean, I, I wasn't on Dallas, but I sure as hell wasn't going to be on Cincy. Like, what the hell were people thinking? Uh, it's amazing that you're right. You know, overreactions to to week one. You know, some people said, well, the Bengals didn't fix their line. Yeah, they didn't. They and tried. It didn't, yeah, they tried. Congratulations. You don't get, you know, wins for effort. Yeah. But it was, it was, the game was crazy in that it was exactly what happened last week. Now, there weren't five turnovers in there, but right. Burrow got hit a ton, sacked a lot, and they were down 17-3 and had to scramble to come back and make a game of it. It's the same game. Identical. Two touchdowns down, 17-3. And you can't block for your quarterback. And I think long-term, it's going to, whether he gets hurt physically or psychologically, Danny, it's going to take something out of Burrow. I give the well, guy credit for what he did in the playoffs, but he can't take this too much longer, I don't think. Well, I feel like psychologically, he's a 10 out of 10. Like we we've we've seen him deal with the injury. We've seen him be sacked nine times in a playoff game. We've seen him like play huge in huge spots. So like I, I guess I'd be pretty surprised given the amount of success that he's had at every level, if like seeing ghosts or self-doubt or happy feet or like any of the things that you're maybe alluding to there crept in for him. But obviously injury is in play. And we were talking about them before the season as were people overreacting to the Cincinnati regression, like don't they have best skill position talent in the NFL and top three offensive potential? The answer, we, we were talking about that under the assumption of the line offensive better. line couldn't be worse. They added Lyle Collins and other resources. They have to be better, even if they're not great or top 10, just league average would make them a top three offense. No, man, they're bad. Nope. And they're at the Jets next week who clearly are feisty. And we've talked about their roster being talented. Now, I bet the house on the Bengals in that game. That would be my early pick there. Fair, I'd fair, unload fair, on them. Fair enough. But are they in trouble at 0-2? My answer to that is yes. Because that offensive line is still a problem. And you just can't survive going that deep. Um, as for Dallas, <laughs> it's a stolen win. Right? Like and Rush looked good. It, 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 right. And and so like that team could beat Washington. They could beat the Giants. 
You know what I mean? Like they, they might be able to stay afloat until Gallup gets back and gives them another element in their passing game, which they desperately need. And then to go with, with lamb and then you get Dak back. I mean, we, we said their season was over when we thought mm-hmm. it was eight weeks for Dak, but if it's four and you steal a win here and maybe you get one more because rush wasn't abysmal, you know, maybe we buried them a little too soon. Well, we buried the fact that if the guy was out for two months, they weren't going to make the playoffs. That's true. Neither, That's true. Neither we one of us had, as the news is breaking. That's neither true. one of us had him as a playoff team before the season started, and then a That's top true. ten quarterback goes down for two months, or we thought. Um, yeah. You know, I give Kellen more credit because the plays they came up with during the week worked. Both opening drive, but both their two first drives were touchdown drives, seventy-five yards. I mean, that's good coaching during the week to have them ready to execute that game plan. But as the game went on, their offense wasn't as good. So that's why I would say I, I, I'm still highly skeptical that Rush is going to 2-0 and now. I would bet a lot of money that he regresses and has a tough next game. If he doesn't, yeah, well, just, then maybe they've caught lightning in a bottle it's, with it's, him. It's Giants on Monday Night Football on the road. Well, maybe not, actually. <laughs> right. Because the Giants, we'll get to them, but I, uh, I kind of think they're a mirage. Yeah, I do. You can win. I, That's I, a very I, winnable game for them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, bright lights, Monday night football, hostile environment, road, all that stuff. He won yeah, Sunday night on Halloween in a dome. I no, so, I know. I know. Uh, this was a game that all of the trends mattered in because New Orleans had dominated them in the regular season. Tampa got them in the playoffs. And then the Lattimore-Evans stuff spilled over. Tampa gets the win. Uh, Tampa has Green Bay next week you think mm-hmm. mike evans is playing in that game or is he suspended um i think he will get suspended i think he will too and the reason why i think that is because i felt like new orleans got a raw deal in that situation i thought i said the exact same thing to my nephew and my brother who i was watching the game with like what what why did Lattimore get kicked out of that game? Exactly. And that put New Orleans down their top two corners. And after that happened, it was a totally different game. It like snapped Brady out of the malaise that he was in. And he hit the deep touchdown down yep. the down the right side. Yeah. To Perryman. It's, yeah, to Perryman. Thank you. Uh I I mean, I love what Evans was caught saying on camera, like mouthing it to the ref. He was like, It's effing it's Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, that's a ride or die teammate. Like, I, Brady's gonna love that. He's probably gonna buy him a car, like, or give him a bitcoin or something. But like, yeah, man, he's getting suspended. Like, you can't like be basically on the sideline, and then charge back into the game and instigate a brawl like that and cheap shot a dude. I I think he's gonna get a game. Yep. I also think Brady, if they had lost that game, the story would have been just a, a, a reaction to. The way his he's his body language, his emotions, his whole I know he has a reputation for freaking out in games. Yeah. But from the second he walked into the stadium, he didn't look right again today. You know, like everything's going on in his personal life. It's playing out publicly. You know, it's not clearly Wednesdays off. I know that came out today. Like it's again so foreign to him. It's not based on the way he's played so far. It's not like it's fueling him. It's not like it's creating in him motivation that he's applying and then taking out on opposing defenses. So I think that's a big concern in Tampa, the way he's played through two games and what's going on there. And then I think for New Orleans, the fourth quarter, look, I mean, this is why 
you wanted to pair Sean Payton with Jameis. Because when Sean Payton's not there, Jameis is reverting back to old habits and old ways. The dude's throwing three interceptions in the last 12 minutes of the game and one's a pick six. That's vintage yeah. Jameis right there. Yeah. And That's how a talented roster goes eight and nine with plays right. like well, they, that. They, they should have won they, today. They don't, they don't have anything else to rely on without without Camara. Like they they weren't they weren't multidimensional in, in any way. It was just they Jameis is gonna have those games. Like he's gonna have a four hundred yard, four touchdown game, and he's gonna have a game where they could have played seven quarters and he would not have scored enough points to win because he would have just kept making mistakes. Like he's just yep. he's that guy if you can't if you can't keep him in check. Um, your team in Pittsburgh, I feel like we maybe have this game a little too high up on the rundown because of pedigree of, of Patriots and Steelers, man. Which is funny because you put the rundown together and you could have just changed it on your own. So you're really arguing with yourself right now. I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm regretting it. Like what the hell are you going to talk about tomorrow? That game sucked. But the fact that they, that. Trubisky is the same Mitch Trubisky. Well, yeah, breaking news. Yeah. Well, he was on a warpath that it was everybody in Chicago's fault. So that's why it's relevant. Yeah, he's he's pointed the finger at everybody else. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers have a first-round pick who's 24 years old, who made over 50 career college starts, who's the backup quarterback. And he looked really good in the preseason. If they did not have a game on Thursday night, he would be, I believe he'd be starting the next game. I think Trubisky would already be out as the starting quarterback. It's been that bad. They were under 240 total yards again. Uh, It's either it's so safe because they don't trust him or their plays are more imaginative and he just refuses to push the envelope and throw downfield, which I don't know if that was a problem in Chicago, Danny, but he's just playing like a guy who thinks if I throw an interception or make a mistake, I'm going to get benched. He's in his own head, man. hundred percent that dude. He said that they had to turn off the TVs at the facility because to keep out the outside noise, like he is a, the guy is not a quick processor. He, he, he's, he's well, he said he got better at processing in Buffalo. I don't know how that's possible. He didn't fucking play. Yeah, no, he, he didn't, man. You know how I know processing Starbucks orders for Josh Allen. I, he, that play where he was running, I think it was to the left sideline, and he just like he was took outside a sack of the box. when he could yeah. have thrown it away. Yes, he, he he did that every like once every three games in Chicago. He either like took the sack or ran out of bounds for a loss yep. instead of just throwing the ball five feet and taking the incomplete pass. Like he still doesn't have the awareness to know like the most basic quarterback rule for being outside the pocket. He's just. He's not good. He's not good. He won't be good. It was, it was, now, listen, Nagy was bad, too, but it's him. And by the way, the Patriots, they did nothing that impressed me that game. That Nelson Aguilar touchdown is a touchdown maybe 10% of the time. That was a miracle. They are an unwatchable offensive brand of football. I still think they could have a top 10 pick this year. They the only – who do they play next? Baltimore? I think it's at home for the Ravens. That's a huge game as far as perception for them goes because right now, if you wanted to be pro-Patriot, you could say they always lose in Miami. Whether it's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick or Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, that's a loss for them all the time. 
So if you really want to, you can write that game off. We'll see. If they beat Baltimore at home, well, then it's like they're they ugly. At home. All right, Joe Namath, we'll see about that. They will, they will, <laughs> they, they will not beat Baltimore. All right, you want to talk unwatchable games? How about Denver and Houston? What? What? I mean, we were both this out on Denver, guy. but not to this degree. And I told you, Hack, it was a hack. The name is very fitting in his case. It's perfect. It's apropos. What? Dude, he was arguably worse this week. I know. Like, they short, have... field goal, short field goals. More delay of game penalties. Bad cowardly punts. The sequence of running third and short. Tight end, sprint option right, fourth and two, saying they're going to go for it, then deciding not to go for it, then having a delay a game, but seeing McManus kick the field goal and make it, you're at home in Denver, thin altitude, and then sending out the punt unit from a shorter distance than he let him kick it from last week after he saw him miss it. What the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, and he's he's really bad. But <laughs> the point, it, but I think what's supposed to happen, and it did with Aaron Rodgers in his career with Mike McCarthy, and it's happened in a few other places, is like if you have an elite quarterback, it's obviously not ideal to have a coach who's in over his head, but the quarterback's supposed to make everything better. That's not the case with Wilson, who was atrocious again today. He threw an interception on the first play of the second half, he started, I think, six of 19 or something wild like that. He he can't make a play in the red zone. They had he two more run. trips. I know. They had two He's more like, trips inside the five-yard line that ended in field goals. Judy got hurt. Sertan got hurt. Yeah. Like, like I, I I know it's more than Hackett, but it's like it's just egregious with like what he's doing. And I'm and you're right, Russ should be overruling him in some of these spots. Um they gave him the game ball in the locker room after the game for his first win. It should be his parting present. It should be like a gold watch when you're in like forced into retirement. Like the guy, the guy is so obviously clueless and Russ not being mobile anymore. Like I know he's not a big scrambling quarterback, but he's got to be able to pick up third and three bootlegging out, scampering and sliding and getting out of bounds. Like he was so good at running, but never getting hit. And that seems to have it almost feels like he thinks he's above doing that at this point in his career. I, I, maybe, but but he got paid. I but but he is older. I I have no idea. Like, but he in in the first two games we haven't seen him make a play with his legs uh, in in either of them. And Houston, I mean, I don't have a ton on them other than Lovey was better and fourth down game management stuff than Nathaniel Hackett. Never thought I'd see the day for that. And. They were trying to tank. Like they were trying to get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. And this league is so goddamn pathetic. They could like easily be two and zero right now. Easily. Yep. <laughs> easily. Yep. Like they, they might mistake their way to six wins just because they kind of play hard and Davis Mills is trying to prove that he deserves NFL paychecks for a decade. Do you think that Vegas had the worst day? Of all the teams that blew games, we still have to get to Cleveland. But do you think that Vegas's loss is the worst one? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, 20 to nothing at halftime. I'm, I'm 23 to, to seven in the fourth quarter. No, Baltimore's is worse. Baltimore's is worse because I feel like Baltimore legitimately thought that they were a Super Bowl contender. And yeah, but Baltimore went up against a team that we both thought was good. That's, we like that, Miami. And I know. And we don't like Arizona. I know. I know. But I mean, 35, 14 in the second half. Baltimore with the lead against Tua and you're healthy. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I don't understand how that happens, but the Vegas thing, dude, they, that game deserved to end in a tie. Ne- neither team deserved to win. Like Kyler. Had really? Some- yeah. I thought dude. the way Murray played in the fourth quarter, he deserved it. That was incredible. That's why you make him one of the highest paid. That was him at his best. That throw with. It's amazing. It's amazing. To AJ Green to force overtime was sublime, and and the two point conversion play was incredible. But the two point conversion play from was from the fucking seven. That's the play I'm talking about. I'm talking about that throw after the delay. Uh, okay, of game. yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, to in, force incredible. OT, in, incredible. I mean, the touchdown was great too. Yeah. Um, but the uh, but you're down eight. You're driving down the field. You know, obviously, if you score. You have to go for two. How do you take you? You use your last timeout with the clock stopped on the drive, and then you take a delay a game because there's confusion. After Vegas the, took a timeout, uh, after Vegas took a timeout on the two point conversion play. Yeah, what the well, hell King, are you doing? And well, then Renfro fumbles twice in overtime. Back to back plays, like. It was just—it was so sloppy, man. I—I I, I was not impressed with either. Well, uh, of you know teams. what? But, but, but Kyler, to your point, had moments he, that like there's like three quarterbacks in the league who could have made some of those plays that I, he made in the fourth quarter. I thought that game was perfect because it really symbolized what both teams are all about. Both teams have moments that make you think they're championship worthy, and then they have moments where you're just like, "Fuck this team." Yeah. And it all happened within a 60, 70-minute game today. 
Like my guy Isaiah Simmons had the forced fumble for the game winner. I was happy right. for him to, to finally Clemson have on Clemson crime. But yeah. like the first half, the Raiders looked like okay. They lost a game to to the Chargers last week. Not not a mortal sin. They'll be fine. Waller catches a touchdown pass. Uh, Adams catches a touchdown pass. It's all good. And then they had forty two passing yards in the second half of the game. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was – both of those teams are, are frauds. But I, I thought that what you said last week of uh, – that they were just going to impose on them. It looked like it in the first half. It looked like they were going to rout them. Uh, all right, I know you wanted to – you want to gloat here. You you love when Cleveland loses, and you picked the Jets back-to-back weeks in an upset special. You got this one somehow because Nick Chubb didn't just sit down, and he wanted to get his third rushing touchdown of the game. So can you gloat for picking an upset special when the Browns had the game won? Yes, because Chubb, Chubb ha- has has slid down or run out of bounds, or not run out of bounds, but he's done that before. I think it was last year. He, instead of scoring an easy touchdown, he stopped the clock on a long run. Do you remember that? Like he had like a 90-yard touchdown run or something. Oh, okay. Or yeah, should have. Yeah, 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 yeah. He should have, and all the fantasy people went nuts because he didn't score. So he's done it before, reputationally. Apparently, Stefanski said that he forgot to tell them not to go in, that the Jets coming out of the two-minute warning had no timeouts. Like, that's <laughs> coaching malpractice. And then the confluence of events that allow for 37-year-old Joe Flacco to score two touchdowns in less than two minutes, where just like the Ravens game, a guy gets wide open behind everybody. Yep. Onside kick recovery, and then bang, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's a—he's uh, a player. He's on a terrible team with a with a quarterback or soon a, another quarterback that can't get him the ball, maybe in Zach Wilson. But I like him a lot. That was a yeah, good was, pick by them. Yeah, he, I, yeah, he looks like a great draft pick. Well, I was thinking about Zach Wilson when Flacco does that, right? Like Zach Wilson doesn't win that game, correct? I agree. And so. They obviously will go to him, obviously, because you have to know you, you're not winning anything of substance with Flacco, obviously. But games like that do detriment to quarterbacks like Zach Wilson, especially in that town. It just shortens the leash because people believe that they could be winning if they had even replacement level quarterback play. So, like, when he's back and he's healthy, he'll play. But I was thinking about, like, you don't want to pull the, the the cord on your quarterback too soon. But like, is, that, is that a win for the Jets that if it ultimately doesn't give them – if it gives them, like, less time to evaluate Wilson in the future, is that going to actually be one of those, like, win the battle, lose the war? Well, I mean, I think it hurt Wilson last year that Mike White beat the Bengals. Right, exactly. Same thing. Same thing. The Jets fans believe that they are not good, obviously, but that like the quarterback is the biggest problem. And so Zach Wilson's in a real tough spot if he sucks. Tony Romo said that that guy was going to be the next Pat Mahomes. Like, and I believe in Romo as an analyst still. I'm like one of the. You do? Yeah, I do. Oh, I think he's just stopped trying. Yeah, I think he I worries what? about tea times and gets to the broadcast booth like 15 minutes before it's go time, and Nance probably resents him for it. 
I think that that's probably true too, but I think he knows what good quarterbacking is. And so I, I like, I still want to believe that there's something there in Zach Wilson, but he's shown none of it. Your football team, New York giants two two and oh. we are not even close to calling them good though. Right. They're still no. bad. No, I think, I think the store, look, I think they're finding ways to win games that they would have otherwise lost the last few years. Like I think of the Denver game in week one last year, they lost to Atlanta at home. They were losing games in September against bad teams when the schedule was soft and they dug themselves a hole. And, you know, Joe judge graciously stepped into that grave and was done. But, you know, they're, they're a rebuilding team that's in a weird spot because they're in cap hell from their previous GM and they've got a quarterback. That's probably a lame duck. So, this is like the year before you probably get the next wave of Giants players in there that you hope to win with. I don't think any Giant fan, any right-minded Giant fan would look at the first two games and think that they've got the quarterback right, but they might think they have the coach right. You know? And that's, I mean, that's huge, obviously. Um, you know, it's a, it's a honeymoon period for, for Dable because the key is going to be, assuming they draft a quarterback, is – he'll be judged on if he can turn the next quarterback into the next Josh Allen. Like that's, that's how he's going to be judged. And now these wins are putting you in a spot to draft a lesser talent at quarterback. And I know that that's something that like talk show hosts have the luxury of thinking of and coaches and players try to try to win every game, but it's a complete mirage. I mean, Daniel Jones, he he should have thrown a pick six right before the half. Like the guy still can't see a linebacker just dropping into coverage who's right there in front of him. It's unbelievable how you could be four years into the NFL, be a top ten pick, and still be that bad at processing. It's it's the it's Mitch Trubisky. It's it's the exact mm-hmm. same thing. And so, you know, we talk about like giving guys leashes or whatever. Like, yeah, you're saying he's a lame duck quarterback. It's kind of remarkable. That he got that he that he well, lasted this long, and the and the Panthers buy low on Mayfield. It was better yeah. than the Sam Darnold option, but we're seeing the same guy in from Cleveland last year. He was fourteen to twenty nine for one forty five today. He's not a force multiplier quarterback. He's not somebody yeah. that makes the supporting cast around him better. Everything and, and, needs to be perfect, and he's got a terrible coach who's now lost nine games in a row. Who's probably yeah. going to be the first coach fired. Oh God! They showed a stat during the game. Uh, if the Panthers allow more than seventeen points, Matt rules like one in nineteen. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, it's it's just it's insane. And McCaffrey had over a hundred yards today, mm-hmm. but it didn't look easy. Like I don't I don't I don't know if he's got the same explosiveness there and so they they, they're drawn dead also this game man i I wanted to check the odds i for i'll pull i'll pull it up as we talk indy jacksonville jacksonville kicked their ass loved it there was nothing fluky about that game i mean i know that indy has a terrible injury report probably the worst in the league through through two games but are is this we we both liked indy Is, is this a buy low spot for, for Indy in the AFC South, or were we just wrong and they're bad? When you say in the AFC South, do you mean to win the division or do you mean to just make the playoffs? I would say to win the division would be where you could get odds right now. 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it because I think Jacksonville's better than them. And I know that Jacksonville, even when they're at their worst, beats them in Indy. They've won eight straight games against them there. It's a house of horrors for the Colts. We talked about it on Friday that they just can't win there. Reich's never won there in his career as a head coach with the Colts. He always loses in Jacksonville. They had Leonard out. They had Pierce out. They had Pittman out. But their offensive line looked awful. Ryan can't move. He so, can't move, man. But we knew that. Yeah. But the they whole got point was that he was supposed to be able to have a running game and an offensive line, so he didn't have to move. Right. The whole point was they were supposed to have a top five offensive line. I didn't see that today. Josh Allen, the other guy, had two sacks and a forced fumble. So we'll see. They both games were on the road, but they were games that the Colts were favored in. That's the difference. They they had to start away from Indy, but they were very, very winnable games. Eight-point favorite and a four-point favorite today. You got to win those games, Danny, or at least go one-and-one, worst-case scenario in division. So producer Bill is putting it in the chat. He sees plus 135 for the Colts. They're still the favorite in the South, and I see a plus 140 on the board. The Jaguars are plus 340. Love it. It's Colts, Titans, Jags. That is crazy. That's Trevor Lawrence looks good. Yep. Yes, he did, and Christian Kirk's off to a good start. He had two touchdowns today for them. Not not everyone's laughing at that signing at the moment. I know. I mean, and Christian Kirk honestly might be the most popular player in the NFL because of what he did for the other receivers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He got got everybody paid immediately. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, Christ. <laughs> trade Tyreek Hill, trade AJ Brown, sign him, sign him, sign him, sign yeah, him. Yeah, that, that's a domino that really started a lot of chain reaction in the NFL, which is crazy to think about in hindsight. And he looks good. Yeah, he does. He looks he looks legitimately good. I was very wrong on that. But yeah, I uh I would not bet India at that price at pl- at plus 135. No, thank you. Um Detroit, Washington. My Lions, my sneaky Lions, love their over six and a half before the season. Are we ready to say that this is not one but two good offensive football teams? I'm not ready to say that, but I think today, yeah, I am. I'm still, well, let me say this about the Lions. You can sit here and if you're a Lions backer like you are, Look at the first two games. Goff throws four touchdowns. Swift has another big game at less than 100%. St. Brown has another touchdown. And looked explosive as hell. Yep. But I think the biggest development for them is that Hutchinson had three sacks. Yep. I think they need that difference maker on defense. I think they need that guy to be someone like a Micah Parsons or a Chase Young before he got hurt effect on a defense. And I had my doubts about him, but, you know, he answered the bell big time today. And another game where the Lions were starting to let Washington back into it. And when that happens, the Lions usually lose. So that's a chance. They've been competitive in both games. They were competitive a lot last year, though. So I'm not going to, like, give them brownie points or plaudits for playing close games. But this is. I, I was not expecting to witness many games this year where Jared Goff looked just about perfect with four touchdown passes, Danny, even against yeah, Washington. Yeah, I mean, but so it's back-to-back weeks where the Lions have hung a huge number, right? The it was th- 35 and 36. DeAndre Swift looks 
amazing, even when he came into the game as a game time decision. And Carson Wentz has put up back-to-back games where he was a monster. He was over 300 yards with three touchdowns today. And uh, once again, completed passes to eight different receivers. These are, these are, I'm not saying they're good teams necessarily, but these are over teams. Like the, the, these are teams that I feel like because of the quarterback, the market and the public is going to still underrate a bit when it comes to when these totals get posted. I, I am a believer in both of them as like good backdoor cover teams, good garbage time score teams, well, good, just, just, just over teams. Like you want to talk and, about and, a and fun watches, man. That, that was, that was an entertaining big 12 style NFL football game. You want to talk about a backdoor cover? How yeah. about Atlanta down 28 to three in the third? And if not for a Jalen Ramsey interception late, they had a chance to beat the Rams in LA today. I mean, it was ridiculous. Blocked punt, touchdown. touchdown. Then third and four. Everyone in the world knows that Stafford's keying into Cooper Cup coming in motion into the slot. Converts it, no problem. Fumble. Mm-hmm. Like just a ridiculous sequence of events for everyone in the world who had Atlanta plus 10 or 10 and a half uh, to, co- to come back and, and cover in this spot. But you had said that if the Rams win close, it's a style, it's a, it's a, you know, the BCS style, it's a style points game. So are you, are you downgrading the Rams as an NFC contender because they only won by four, even though they were dominant yeah. in a super fluky way for that game to be close? Yeah, I can't. Like if, if, if it's flipped, uh, if it's flipped and it's Rams 13, Falcon seven and their offense looks like it's stuck in the mud, then I have a different take on the game. Right. But because course. Stafford started 12 for 12, Cup had a couple of touchdowns. They took their foot off the gas against a horrible football team. That's and how I'm going to choose to look at this. Robinson had life. Robinson showed a little bit of life. He had like four or five catches. Yeah, yeah but I mean, he also he made like multiple targets in the in the end zone. Yeah, like they ca- caught caught the one touchdown. It was a bad throw by Stafford for the other. Like he he didn't even look at him in in week one, and now he's targeting repeatedly in in the end zone. Like to me, that was a, that's a good sign for like they actually believe that Allen Robinson isn't a corpse. So I, yeah, I, I, I was curious. I, cause I, I, you, I don't normally think of the NFL as a style points thing, but I thought that they absolutely passed the eye test today. And then yep. just weird, weird things happen late. Um, what we have a double header in week two of Monday night football this uh this week so and it's not are- really a real double header because it's not the old it's seven split, o'clock yeah. game and then the pacific time yeah, zone like late Harmon, chargers raiders special with mike golick in the booth or something with him yeah yeah so yeah right so the one game starts at like 6 15 central the other starts at 7 30 central uh bills titans eagles vikings bills are a huge favorite we haven't seen him since the opener and Eagles Vikings has one of the highest totals on the board. Should be a pretty fun night of football. Um, do, do you have any big takeaways for either of the games or any picks? I do. I've got, I've got takes on both sides. I guess I'll start with the Vikings and Eagles one, just because, you know, that's, I think the bigger of the two matchups. It's interesting. This game, there's been no cousin sucks in primetime talk. 
like that motif or that theme has completely gone away. He won. He's won his last two Monday night football games. That used to be something that people in our business talk about. Apparently he's silenced them or at least played well enough where that's no longer something that follows the guy uh, around. And then the other thing, and I have to give Philadelphia credit for this is that they obviously fucked up and they picked Jalen Rager ahead of Justin Jefferson. And now they're going to have to go up against the guy tonight. But if you're an Eagles fan, there's, I, in my opinion, all the sting or suffering that would come with like, we picked a receiver and we picked the wrong one and a great receiver went with the next pick. It's gone because you have AJ Brown. Well, like it's not I gone. Yes, you it is. To, no, you had to give up picks and money to get them as opposed to just picking them and having them on a rookie deal. And football's all about getting production for cost. Yeah, right? but maybe you wouldn't have Devonte Smith. Maybe you wouldn't have picked him in the next draft. You know, now you've yeah, got two Justin, potentially Justin, great Justin receivers. He's going to win Offensive Player of the Year this year, man. Guy's going to have two thousand yards as a receiver, and he's probably going to have two hundred yards tonight against your team. I, I don't think it's gone, but uh, it would be for me. It, fair enough. They they've they've done a very nice job building their team. I think that Jefferson's going to have a monster, but the Eagles are going to win. I, I think I think that they are a better, more talented team, and I think the Bills are going to win by three touchdowns. I think. think Well, here comes your anti-Titans bias again. You can't stand that team. Well, it's it's two things though. It's 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 the anti-Titans and it's the the Bills are awesome. And we just saw what the Rams did after extra rest from playing on the first Thursday and then coming back. They haven't played football game in like two weeks, and and they're the best team in the day. Yeah, but let me say this opener. Yeah, but let me say this about Buffalo. They had a tendency last year to whenever it looked like they were going to assert themselves as a great team, they would have dry spells or funks at various times in their season where they they, they were either going to win a game and they lost outright. They got blown out by the Colts at home. They couldn't stop Taylor. Um, you know, they I think they had a stretch where they lost like five of eight last year. So I'm not as high on them as other people. You know, I get why they were the favorites coming into the year. They didn't really lose anything on offense. They added Von Miller to a number one defense. Like there are a lot of holes, but I just wonder the thing that, you know, Tennessee is going to do for as overrated as you and I think they might be or is bad. They're going to come out in this game and they're just going to try to bully Buffalo around. And that's worked for them against the bills. That formula has worked against them. They've either blown them out or they've played super close, ugly games against them, Danny. So if the Bills are going to really prove, show people that, hey, we, we are the, we're better than Kansas City, we're the best team in the NFL, on paper, they're so much better than Tennessee, it shouldn't be a game, but I have a feeling it will be. Yeah, I think that they finished the season strong and then opened the season strong that I think that they're going to do it uh, and, and, and cover this big number. But I was just looking ahead. So they go long break, and now it's short week on the road in Miami. That's going to be an awesome week three game. And when they and when they put the CBS graphic up during the Bengals Cowboys game, that was like the lowest listed one o'clock game. 
Bills no, no, at no. Dolphins. That, that, that should be. That should be. I, I mean, I can look at the. We slate. can't. We can't send Greg Gumble and Adam Archuleta to go. Call no, Bills no. And Dolphins. That's got to be Nance and Romo. It's not a doubleheader weekend for CBS. Right, because Green Bay Tampa is the is the prime game on on Fox at, at four twenty five Eastern. Yeah, that Chiefs has and to Colts. Be. They no, had no, as no. the marquee game. Oh, send 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 Nance and Romo to to Miami. I want no. I want no part of the Chiefs boat racing the Colts by four touchdowns. I do not need that in, in my life. So I hope I, ho- I hope the Bills win tomorrow night, just so that that Bills Dolphins game is a AFC East battle of two two and O teams with like the Bills is like a three and a half four point favorite. Uh, all right, good stuff. Thanks to Bill for sitting in for Spencer. Subscribe, rate, review. We'll be back after. Uh, oh, Steelers Browns. Steelers-Browns, week three, Thursday Night Football. Every game, every team, every episode. It's first in pod. See you, Pony. See you.